When you stop and think about all that's going on today in the good old U.S. of A., you might just think that there are only two sides to every story. With over 327 million citizens, there are actually many more sides to our American story. On this program, I provide you with a different point of view, mine. This is The Truth Hurts, a program that hopefully will cause you to stop and actually think about the issues, the facts, and the general state of our American story. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, August 18th, 2020. I was typing a few thoughts for today's program, and my fingers were apparently faster than my brain. I looked at one sentence where I had typed the United States of America, and I realized I typed the untied States of America. How fitting. One knot in my immediate five-person family had recently been untied and moved on to the afterlife, but the remaining four are still tied tightly together. As for the untied states, Freudian slip of the fingers, maybe? Perhaps my brain was typing the reality that the United States is now the untied states. Same letters, different order. I find it quite funny that the very group of people who wish to erase certain parts of history of our nation, you know, the Civil War, are the same group of people who are seeking to start the next Civil War. This is the Truth Hurts program, and it seems that after a week off, I have a lot of catching up to do. We'll be right back. The best part of waking up is listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve C. It is not a cup of coffee. As you may already know, I buried my oldest son last week. I had made plans months ago to race the Ninja at the NCM Motorsports Park Raceway in Bowling Green, Kentucky, with my daughter, her significant other, and the TDW Motorsports Organization. Everyone in my family insisted that I still participate as a form of therapy to return to some sort of sense of normalcy considering the great loss. So we packed three motorcycles in the back of the fifth wheel toy hauler. We packed our racing suits and helmets and boots and gloves and lots of other gear and our tools and our essentials, some food and lots and lots of bottled water. And we made the 10 plus hour drive to be with our other family, the two wheeled kind. Being in the company of other motors, our motorcycle racing team friends, was a welcome distraction after a week of funerals and eulogies and all the other trappings of burying a loved one. It was indeed therapeutic. I did feel some guilt, however, at going out to, quote, have fun, unquote, while other family members sat home grieving. But they too did as Jonathan wanted them to do. They and we celebrated John's life by trying to return to normal. Either way, the entire NCM racing experience and the track day winner motorsports family was very supportive. We had a great weekend on the track, the official GM Corvette test track, just across the highway from the National Corvette Museum and just down the street from the GM assembly plant where the Corvettes are manufactured. Being away from this microphone, away from the studio for a week of mourning, put some things into perspective. You see, I'd been so busy with John's funeral and all the things that come with burying a family member that I had not even turned on the television or read a newspaper or listened to any radio talk shows 
I didn't really mess with social media other than those posts related to Jonathan. I guess somehow I thought the entire world would simply stop for that time and allow me and my family to grieve and mourn and that the rest of the world would simply come to a halt and that everyone and everything was grieving as I was. Of course, I thought wrong. The world does keep spinning after all and the politics does continue. The Democrats are still lying about Donald Trump. They're hiding Joe Biden from the media. They're doing their very best to divert the American public's attention away from the fact that Donald Trump had at one point for three and a half years of his presidency done great things for the United States of America and that their choice for president has spent over 47 years in politics and has nothing constructive to show for it. They're hiding Joe Biden's senility, his Alzheimer's, his mental decline, or whatever you wish to call it. And they're doing so in the hopes that the American sheeple will be dumb enough to listen to their lies, their rumors, their false allegations, their phony dossiers, and their, pardon the pun, trumped up investigations, which have proven the president to be not guilty of the things they accused him falsely of doing. Yes, I thought the world would come to a stop for my grieving, but it did not. The media still ignores the good things that Trump has done for the American economy and the American people and the minority community and the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ Alpha Beta Omega and all the other genders you wish to throw into the mix. They've ignored these facts. The Republicans still lack the balls to fully support their president, except for Steve Scalise. Congressman Scalise, who took bullets at the congressional baseball game a few years ago, a staunch supporter of Donald Trump, he's not afraid to call out the Democrats for their foul stupidity. I hope Steve Scalise survives. I hope he isn't Hillaryed. I understand that even though I took a week off, the rest of the world did not. I realize things continue to evolve or devolve, as the case may be. You're listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. We'll be right back. You know those thoughts that are eating away at your brains? Steve Z is letting them out. Refreshing, isn't it? This is the Truth Hurts program. The Truth Hurts program can be found on the following platforms. Spotify, Anchor.fm, Breaker, Google Podcasts. Google Play Music, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and other platforms. Simply search The Truth Hurts Steve Z to hear us anytime, on demand. I learned today that finally, after 10 months, the city of New Orleans has managed to remove the remains of the third and final construction worker 
from the ill-fated Hard Rock Casino Hotel project in New Orleans. Ten months that family's been waiting to bury their son, their brother, their father, their friend, their co-worker. Ten months of grieving by that family. Closure. Is there really such a thing? Before the last break, I spoke about closure, about loss, about grieving, about the world continuing to spin, even though you might have been cocooned for a short period of time. Yes, the great blue marble in space continues to rotate, to revolve, and at some point, you have to move along with it. At the opening, I mentioned the Freudian finger slip, which forced me to type in the untied states of America instead of the United States of America. A truer word has never been typed. We have become untied. We are no longer united. We've gone from one nation under God to splinter factions divided by race, by creed, by color, by national origin, by political affiliation, by rich versus poor, by haves versus have-nots, by ideology, by religion, by belief systems, untied, unraveled, ununited. The Democrats are saying if we just elect their guy, and then by default their homegirl, the day after election day, the rainbows will appear in the sky. The USA will somehow magically be united again. The birds will come out and sing, and the deer will come frolicking by crickets will chirp and we'll all somehow just get along in some sort of new normal. The Democrats in Washington, D.C. are idiots. They have set up a system that has torn the nation apart. They have set into play a new abnormal. They have fostered an era of unrest, of uncivil disobedience, of anarchy, of riot, of protest, of assault and battery. And they think that by electing sleepy, creepy, mumbling, fumbling, bumbling, stumbling, mopey, dopey, gropey, corrupt Beijing Biden and his evil sidekick, Kamala, I'm not really African-American, Harris. They think that on that day, the day after the election, things will magically become nirvana. Newsflash, Kurt Cobain is dead. If you know anything about pigs, and the Democrats in D.C., by the way, are pigs, if you know anything at all about pigs, you'll understand the following scenario. When you take that sweet, innocent little piglet into your home and you pet it, and you feed it, and you love it, it can actually grow to be a loving pet, even a member of the household family. But if the pig gets out into the woods, it will become feral and wild and utterly destructive. And if someday you happen to see your pet pig out in the wild, it is very unlikely that you will ever catch it or retame it, and it can never return to be your sweet, loving little pet. For a feral pig becomes what it becomes, a destructive wild animal. And this, my friends, is what the Democrats in D.C., along with their willing media partners, have done to almost one half of the formerly civilized American population. They didn't like it, the Democrats. They didn't like it when an outsider became president. 
They didn't like it when Donald Trump brought millions of little piglets off the welfare farm and put them into the ranks of the employed. They didn't like it when those previously unemployed minority factions got jobs and started paying taxes, for they feared they would lose those people to the common sense side of conservatism. The Democrats didn't like when the economy stood at its highest, most productive levels because it was under a Republican presidency. So they did the unthinkable. They tried to kill the farmer, Donald Trump, who loved all the piglets and nurtured the piglets and allowed the piglets to actually thrive for the first time in over 60 years. No, sir, the Democrats in D.C., and their willing media accomplices did everything they could to destroy that farmer, Donald Trump. And they forced all the little piglets out into the woods to become feral, destructive, anarchist wild boars. They took once well-fed piglets who were becoming self-sufficient on the farm, and they forced them out of the loving, nurturing home that Donald Trump had helped them to finally be able to afford and they sent those piglets out to forage in the woods for food, where food was not as plentiful. And the wild boars, those wild hogs, those wild animals, you know, those peaceful protesters, they've become wild, destructive, anti-American Americans. Now they're returning to the farm and they're destroying the farm that once fed and nurtured them. As our cities burn, our police forces are reduced and eliminated, the media stands silent, a complicit partner in a Democrat scheme to destroy and radically remake America. Remember when Barack Hussein Obama said that's what he wanted to do? Instead of doing their job and showing what is actually going on in America, the media crops photos, edits footage, and selectively chooses what the Democrats want you and I to see. The media spent months covering the death of that criminal George Floyd, carefully televising his four state funerals with all their pomp and circumstance, and all the idiots lined up to pay tribute to a thug, a criminal with an arrest record as long as a child's arm. Yet that same media was silent utterly, completely, and totally silent when the five-year-old child, Canon Hennant, was murdered by a black man. Darius Sessoms, an African-American 25-year-old male, was charged with first-degree murder after he shot and killed a five-year-old boy named Connor Hennant last week in Wilson, North Carolina. Let me repeat this. This animal, Darius Cesspool Sessoms, was charged with first-degree murder after he shot and killed a five-year-old boy last week. An innocent five-year-old child, somebody's son. But Connor Hennant's life didn't matter because it was not the life of an American criminal, an African-American thug, a drug-abusing piece of human filth. No wall-to-wall -wall media coverage, no riots, no looting, no arson, no protests, no marches, no assaults, no property damage, no calls for the death of Darius 
cesspool, sesums, the killer of this innocent baby. The man shot his neighbor's son in the head, a five-year-old boy who was playing outside. He killed the child in broad daylight. And the media, who couldn't write enough about the death of the criminal George Floyd, apparently didn't find this story to be newsworthy. Perhaps it's because Connor was a five-year-old white boy and his killer was a black animal. Austin Hennett, the father of the young child, told journalists that he was inside his home when his son Cannon was playing outside and was shot in the head. He said he ran outside and scooped up his injured child and held him in his arm and he screamed, Somebody help me! Please help me save my son! The Wilson Police Department said officers were dispatched to the home in reference to a shooting and they found a five-year-old suffering a gunshot wound. Later that day, the boy died in agony at a nearby hospital. Police identified the piece of trash, Darius Sessoms, as a suspect and arrested him. He was found hiding like the coward he was in a residence 30 minutes south of the town of Wilson. It's unclear whether this piece of human filth has an attorney, but I'm sure the BLM movement will probably find him one. We need to stop this madness or civil war will become the only answer. According to Gene Kim, a psychiatrist for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and an assistant professor at George Washington University, Dr. Kim said, quote, Anger is a public epidemic in America. It contaminates everything from media controversy to road rage to wars to mass shootings. Dr. Kim says anger is addictive, but the death of an innocent five-year-old child should finally make everyone in the untied states of America realize where the hell we are headed. I subscribe to a theory that God calls those to heaven who have finally figured it out here on earth. Those who God sees as ready to meet him. In my theory, the rest of us are still on earth here because we're still working out the details, figuring out this thing called life, and God simply doesn't think we're ready to come home. And to pieces of human trash, filth, people like Darius Cesspool Sesums, well, God isn't even considering you for admission. Sesum's time on earth is just his preparation for the fires that await him when his ass dies. His end will be in fire. His end will be horrendous, even more horrendous than the painful death of a five-year-old for whom the media only gave pennies on the dollar when it came to media coverage when compared to the death of a piece of human trash like George Floyd. Rest in peace, Connor. My son is standing at the gates of heaven, waiting to welcome you home. This is the Truth Hurts program. We'll be right back after this. Listening to the Truth Hurts program is the highlight of my day. Okay, it really is not, but that's what Steve C. told me to say. I am not oppressed because I am a computer. And here's a story you probably won't hear much about in the mainstream media. The Ukrainian President Zelensky has said that prosecutors have opened a criminal inquiry into leaked tapes that feature the country's former president discussing conditions for a $1 billion loan with former U.S. Vice President Sleepy Creepy Gropy Mopey Dopey Joe Biden. The tapes have corruption allegations against Biden and his son, 
who used to serve on the board of the Ukrainian gas company Burisma. We also know that Joe Biden bragged about his dealings with that former Ukrainian president, where he said, I'll withhold the billion. And when the people there said, you're not in charge, we'll call the president. He said, call him. I got his number and son of a bitch. They fired him the next day. There was no immediate sign that the probe could be directed against Biden himself, but is looking into the entire Burisma deal. But you won't hear about this on the mainstream media. This is the Truth Hurts program, produced by Steve Knight Productions at Studio 63 in the Bayou. This program is protected free speech under the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you're offended, but I retract absolutely nothing, because sometimes, boys and girls, the truth hurts. Background music provided by Audionautics. We'll see you next time. And that's about all I have to say on this topic for now. Usually when all is said and done, much more is said than is ever done. But it is sometimes the doing that causes more harm than it does good. So go out and make a difference in the world. But whatever you do, make it a positive change, not a negative one. This is the Truth Hurts program, and we'll see you next time.